Welcome to Toe to Toe for the latest and greatest in all things sneakers and streetwear. We're your hosts, Andrea and David. On this episode, we're going to be talking about retro circles and nostalgia in fashion. So basically, how everything is kind of a big circle, everything repeats itself constantly. They say, they say between your first and your seventh year of life, that's when you choose your preferences, like your favorite color, your favorite, like your favorite everything. So basically the stuff that you live when you're a kid is going to stay with you for your whole life. So sometimes even unconsciously, unconsciously, we start liking stuff but we don't figure and we don't we don't figure out until later in life but it's, but it's already in our brain so sometimes you go back to the stuff you like when you're 20 when you got the acquisition power of buy stuff so maybe sneakers you start liking when you're a kid but you're not like conscious about until you're bigger and you go back to the stuff that you liked when you were a kid so you start like going back to the retros and you start going back to the cuts and the fabrics they used to like. To kind of look back at the era where you like kind of grew up unconsciously kind of took it all in, in a, during a time where you kind of didn't know it. And then maybe later in your life, you start referencing it in the way you dress and what you like. That's also what a lot of designers, what a lot of designers do when they start designing collections, they kind of look back at everything that was around them during the time that they grew up. Yeah, and it's also better for storytelling. Like you start telling the story from when you first got into fashion, maybe that was the early years. And then you start telling the story from that point on. So you go retro, then natural, then, then futuristic. So right now I feel like everybody that's in fashion is like, new spirit into fashion and they're going back into the, the stuff that they like when they were kids like in the 90s or something like that so maybe that's why we started to like get into dunks again and get into like baggy pants again and more, more like the carpenters and the cargos it's the same story with clothing as it is with sneakers it's how a brand constantly retro and bring back uh, the models that that maybe they released 30 or 40 years ago. Especially Nike has always been the strongest in the retro area, no? Like Adidas aims more to the futuristic stuff and Nike goes aims more for the retros and the stuff that, that got them popular back then. Even though Adidas is just now putting back like the forums and their more retro models, but yeah. I think that was that's because they're trying to battle Nike with the Dunks and the, and the Jordan 1s and stuff. Exactly. Like Nike, I mean, Nike always has retroed, retroed like since their first ever models, like the Blazer and the Cortez and the Air Force and everything up to now. Yeah. They always bring out new iterations and like their, I feel like their main thing now is collaborations with like big names like Travis, Ambush, everything. What I like about having collaborators kind of refresh a retro or an old sneaker that's been with us for the past 50 years that they get to keep the essence of the original shoe but still bring their own spin on it like like the ambush dunk it's like it's it's an of the first one is like an og black and white dunk high but yoon literally completely like redesigned it and got her inspiration from japanese like culture 
I think she did just enough because if she would get like too futuristic on it or just would change too much of it, it wouldn't work like it did, right? Because we don't like we like the we like the retro with a twist with enough retro to to look old, no? It kind of looks like retro futuristic, like when they used to like when people used to tune up their cars back then. They they aim to the stuff they 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 thought that's the future gonna look like, no? Even like for the Ambosa, I was saying like Yoon was inspired by by 1950s biculture in Japan, which now barely still exists. Like if you actually research it, it's honestly an like amazing history behind it and everything. But now it barely exists. There's barely the bike guns are barely there anymore. And she was inspired by that. So she kind of made it look futuristic based on something over 50 years old. But I feel like the difference between Nike and Adidas with when creating shoes is that Nike tends to go back to its original models and Adidas kind of gives its collaborators a little bit more liberty and do you like do you think like in order to somebody to make something fashionable and not retro they need to have a very strong um presence in fashion like Kanye did with the Yeezys and the Nike Yeezys and all that and the Adidas or you think that anybody could do it if it's good enough because I've seen people design some new shit that's dope but it doesn't work like that and I've seen some mediocre people design some retro or like just just brand some retro shit and it goes very and it does very well on the market so what does it take for somebody to design something new and for it to work what's what's the key elements for that i mean obviously with i mean speaking about collaborators like these or the obviously these really big brands almost always only collaborate with really big names but of course anyone could do it like anyone even if you're not a huge name in the fashion industry or in the arts industry in general like the creative industries you can of course still make something super cool and have it pop off and become crazy like everyone starts from something not everyone is a huge name in fashion. And that's kind of, I feel like with Nike's competitions, remember those, the competition they did with Sean Wotherspoon? Yeah. What, 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 I don't remember what they some were. People, some people put a lot of work into that shit. Jo Sean didn't good work because he like, he just soul swapped and then picked the materials very well. And that's it. And there were some dope competitors that did a lot more on it. And people didn't like it as much. Like people take a lot of time to digest the more modern stuff. So retro is more easy for people to understand in a short period of the time between when they present it and when they put it out, no? Exactly. But also it was called the Vote Forward campaign. Sean was in 2017, but they have continued to do it with, I feel like with smaller names. Like Sean, I feel like I have the shoe and it's one of the, my favorite shoes in my collection. Like I love it. But there were other, it was the biggest name. It, there were other participants that did something a lot more like maybe more creative or more innovative with what they wanted to create. And Sean had so many votes for his idea because of his name and because of his brand and because of his stores. He even had the like the little kiosks inside of round two in Los Angeles so people can come in and vote. He has continued to to make these competitions with like smaller creators. 
and they have given them the opportunity to have their like their Air Max come to life. I think like two years ago, they did maybe like six or seven Air Maxes. I remember there were like these like kind of like Colgate black Air Max 97s and these like blue, like ocean blue Air Max 97s as well that were honestly amazing. But I don't think it's been again with such big, like with kind of more known names in the industry. But I mean, with Nike, you know, with Nike, how we're talking about in nostalgia and circles and fashion, a big thing with that is Nike Air branding. Why is it so special? Why does why do shoes with Nike Air branding always have a lot more hype behind them rather if they just have like the Jumpman logo? Why is that? Is because the Nike Air branding is like the perfect embodiment of a retro release. Like it brings yeah, back yeah, all yeah. of the like the undeniable originality that was based back in the 1980s when Nike was like, well, creating their brand and popping off. But mostly the Nike Air branding, we mostly see it on Air Jordan 3s to 6s. So with all these dunks and all these kind of retros coming out right now, like we're hitting like the second year of Nike releasing like the dunks and the retros, they starting to put out like yellow sneakers like they've been in the fucking storage for 20 years so <laughs> with all that retro madness going on do you think it's coming to a time where adidas is going to be next with like jerry lorenzo and kanye and all these big names going to adidas and just aiming towards the future do you think like we're getting tired of the retros or do we still got another year or two of retro interest and nike being ahead I think that retros in Nike will always be a thing and people will always want to get them because it brings back that same nostalgia that we're talking about. It brings them back to when they were younger or when they were like, when they were maybe in a better time in their lives or whatever, like sneakers and most things in fashion always kind of bring you back to, to like maybe better times in your life or maybe when you were happier or maybe when you weren't. Like everything has its them everything kind of unconsciously settles in your brain with a certain memory, whether it's clothes or whether it's sneakers or whether it's perfume or whether it's whatever. I think that people will always be attracted to Nike's retro releases, but now they are doing a lot. Like they're, they're popping out dunk lows and dunk highs every single weekend. How, like, how much yeah. longer will that last? Like, I don't think it will last lot, that much longer, maybe a year, until people kind of get over the dunk hype and like the true dunk heads remain and continue to buy them. I hope that Adidas comes back strong, like they did in 2016, 2017, all the way up the to Yeezys. like 2018, 2019 that they, they were strong, but I mean, they sadly stopped innovating and stopped releasing new things. Like everything became kind because of- that, Because the norm because the norm got into the vintage stuff again, thanks to Nike. I just put in a lot of work when Nike put out the Vapor Maxes and the technology shit. So they had to go extra hard on the futuristic stuff. And then when the retro shit came into fruition again, they started trying to put out the the the, um, the forums and stuff. I don't know if it's I don't know if it was Bad Bunny that helped put out the forums again, but 
I think it's definitely he I, helped with it. I think it def Bad Bunny definitely pushed it and helped it get back like a little bit of clout. Because Bad Bunny, like the I think he's released two or three now. I think they just We're on the third one, the black the, one. The black one. It was the pink one, the brown one, now it's the black one. I mean, those are dope. I think definitely if they haven't if they did not collaborate with Bad Bunny, it would yeah. not have the hype that it does now. And I mean, it yeah. does. It does deserve all of the hype that it has. Like it's a beautiful shoe, and it's what is it, eighty seven? I I think the form eighty seven low that Adidas is bringing back is the perfect embodiment of their retro releases. Like obviously, Adidas's retros and Nike's retros are completely different, and the way that they manage their market is very different. Yeah, even right. even if they were around the same era, you you can still see. The, each brand's identity and each of the models, no? Definitely, definitely. More like, more like uh, Nike being more into heritage and Adidas being more into like engineering and more pieces and more straight lines, less curves. I feel like something that Adidas has done really well with pumping out this Forum Low 87, that they've collaborated with big and smaller names in the arts industry like in the, all of the creative industries like they've done bad bunny they also collaborated with a saudi a saudi creative that does really cool streetwear yeah my perception is that adidas lets artists or creatives be more their, their themselves and like give them the tools to express their vision while nike is more into partnering up with a creative or artist to push their own vision. You know what I'm saying? While Adidas lets people be free and sometimes even let people like create their own molds, their own shapes more than Nike lets, lets them do it. So that's why people end up going to, to Adidas because they're, get, they get to a point where they want to create more and do more of themselves, not just a rebrand or colorway you know what i'm saying exactly i mean and that's the entire reason exactly the entire reason why kanye left nike and went to adidas that's exactly the reason and he's he said that publicly many times and honestly i don't know if that's the reason why jerry lorenzo did the same it might be because i know that nike doesn't give its collaborators and its creatives as, as much freedom or even nearly as much freedom as adidas does for some reason i don't know why Honestly, I love the amount of, of creativity that uh, that Adidas gives its collaborators because it is it really allows them to express themselves and to make something amazing. But when you put so many limitations on their creativity, then obviously it becomes a lot more difficult. It might even be the way that the um, capitalistic system is formed in the States against how is it in Europe. Like Europe always be, it ten tended to be more creative and more like free in terms of ideas and nike has more people like putting their opinions into the schedule of the brand so maybe it's that or we don't really know maybe it's more people in nike so it's le less individualistic and adidas uh, relies more on a different kind of strategy but i don't i don't really know like i think jerry left nike because they gave him a bigger position in adidas in terms of responsibility like they made him like uh director of basketball or some shit like yeah, that yeah, so yeah, something like that. it's way bigger than just a line or even a couple of like models you know what do you think will happen with jerry at adidas is he gonna is he gonna release a shoe 
because we don't know. He has, they haven't really he, said anything. I suppose that he would, but I do think that he's, that he's probably working on bigger things at Adidas. That's not just designing shoes or being a collaborator. I think they've really kind of embraced him and embraced his creativity and his artistry and made him a bigger part of the team. That's not just yeah. a designer. The other day I saw a hoodie and it kind of looked more like the essentials and fear of God more like kind of cut. So maybe that's Jerry's mind into it, even if it doesn't say Jerry or fear of God or something. Yeah, but eventually they will put out a sneaker. I think they will start with something like the, the California stuff that he's putting out, like the mules, like the more than yeah. like minimalistic lifestyle kind of shoe. But I mean, that's not basketball, but who knows? Do you think that Adidas is less interested in hype than Nike is? I think Adidas caters more into the, um, like Europe is a place where sneakers went popular in the fashion sense. And America always being into sneakers from a day-to-day -day kind of perspective. So it's a different approach for a different market at the end of the day, even though Adidas is also centered in Portland. I don't know, like, like Americans are more hype and Europe It's more about like storytelling and something. Uh, maybe it has something to do with that. I don't know. And do you think that these circles that we see not only in the in like in the sneaker space, but also in the fashion space and in mo a lot of creative spaces, do you think that these circles will continue to happen without like a constant end? Because at least no, I'm not talking about sh uh, sneakers, but in in fashion and clothing, everything always comes in a circle. I think it, it kind of like it spirals, but at the same time it moves forward. So we think it only spirals, but it does move. Like it's like retros, but with new technology. So yeah. I always wonder that with denim, for example, because one of my main jobs is like I, I'm the creative director in the denim brand. So I always think about denim, like denim is also back in style. And like, like we gotta, sometimes we get a sense that it, denim is not like, fashionable anymore and then denim's been here for almost like like a hundred more than a hundred years now so it always comes back so it's one of those things that may be eternal in terms of fashion but some stuff we some stuff we forget about like i don't know when our parents were teenagers they used to wear a lot of like velvet and i never seen velvet come back in style the same way as as denim comes back because denim never kind of i feel like denim never really completely goes out of out of fashion there's always people wearing denim and it's always obviously the iterations of the denim change like now low-rise jeans are coming back which i hate but okay like 2000s low-rise jeans for women are coming back so yeah maybe fashion's always gonna be about cycles and bringing stuff back but it's, it's just adapting new technologies and new elements to it so it's a, it's a spiral but it but it does move forward at the same time you know definitely agree and i have a question it's like a wheel what is the next fashion or sneaker trend that you think will come back in the near future i think it's time for the runners again no yeah yeah i mean in sneakers at least runners have been kind of out since how long maybe like 2017 like it was 2018 I feel like that's when they yeah, started like, to like go back and people started wearing a lot 
more like basketball shoes and skate shoes things that were like thicker and like how do I feel like more structure to them I feel like runners don't have the structure that basketball shoes or skateboarding shoes have but I feel like my my personal style has kind of evolutionized with the sneakers that I wear so my, most of the, the clothes that I wear kind of look better with like thicker like thicker basketball shoes yeah you know what yeah. I mean it's not a, it's not even a thick it's the shape like the, the, shape, the structure wear, the structure of a basketball shoe yeah the, the pants you wear will, will not look nice with a um, pointy sneaker but it might look it might look nice with a converse that is not chunky but it's round you know so exactly like for example i still have my my og vapor flies the off-white vapor flies the first ones i still have them but i haven't worn them in maybe like two or three years maybe since like yeah. 2018 because they they no longer look good with the clothes that i'm currently wearing i feel like most of my runners have left my collection not all of them i still definitely have quite a few runners you kind of let them go when you can't stand them but if you like you sympathize them a bit you'll keep them i do that's what i do the, all the runners that i still have it's because i can't let them go because they bring such like fun memories yeah to, same with me even even though my I don't sneaker, like, like journey that i just can't i can't let them go even if they're valuable like i don't i don't care like they will stay in my collection forever so basically, I mean, the past is, is, is comfortable for most people. The future and new things are what's, are what's scary for most people. And obviously, for big brands like that, that have such a big global impact, I suppose that is probably the same. I think that probably bringing new things that no one's ever seen is probably scary. And it's probably like it's a very big risk. Do you think that the recycling of, the, of all these ideas and the recycling of all these pairs, do you think it's just, is it just because the past is comfort and because, because they don't want to go through the effort of bringing out new and innovative uh, sneakers that might fail? I think they know where to use the futuristic and they know where to use the retros. Like people that are into running and like new ways of like, health and new ways of eating and new exercises and shit they like the futuristic stuff so that's why oh you'll you'll see a lot of futuristic designs in running and more, and more new technologies and shit and then the hypeies they don't care about the future they're more like the nostalgia i just like it, it's a mindset where like we don't have no rock stars now the way that you, we used to have back then so i i think it has to be more with the market and how People that are more into fashion are more nostalgia forward, and people that are into more at, at, into athletics are more into future. You know, people that like retros are more into they're more into the way the way that that, that their idols dressed like before, and then people that don't, they don't give a fuck about fashion, they just wanna perform the best that they can. So they knew they need new stuff to break those new records. So maybe it has to do something with that. But I think at the same time, Nike plays it safe for the most part in terms of in terms of limited, you know, because if they're gonna make it limited, they want something that they know is gonna work for sure. Of course, but I mean obviously generations of 
sneaker and fashion like lovers enthusiasts whatever is constantly growing and new people come in every day and there will there will be a point where sneakerheads that are born in 10 or 20 years are going to dominate the sneaker like industry and we people our age 20 to 30 will will not anymore because we'll be older even though if we're still into sneakers like times constantly change but maybe like as you were saying about idolizing idolizing people the future generation or gen z the, the generations that are coming now as they grow they will idolize different people than we did and that means yeah, that don't you think these generations will want will start wanting things that bring them nostalgia maybe dunks won't bring them nostalgia because they didn't grow up around that maybe if nike or adidas start launching new new models that are still not that are not runners that are still like in in that like streetwear space that will maybe probably eventually in 30 or 40 years time become the new generation's retros you know what i mean yeah 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 definitely like it has to it has to become obsolete 50 years later like right now we're into sneakers that are like were designed in the 80s and 90s so right now they're 30, 30, 40 years old. Probably people, sneakerheads in 30, 40 or 50 years from now won't want things that are 80 years old for them. Maybe they'll want things that are 30 years old like we want them. So maybe they'll want, maybe if Nike or Adidas launches new models now, that will become the future retros for generations that are our, that are our age in 30 or 40 years from now. Yeah, I think that's definitely the case, especially because the lifestyle is going to switch a lot too. So it's going to become kind of clumsy and against the functionality if we're still rocking sneakers with leather and, and, and rubber and like overly voluminous, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Maybe the means of transportation and the, just the, the life we live will not allow those kind of styles to to survive maybe we're getting to more like the practical and like the nits and the light you know that's what i'm saying about like the, the retros and all the circles that we constantly live in like that won't stop but probably fashion enthusiasts and sneaker enthusiasts in 30 or 40 years from now won't want what we like now maybe they want something new maybe if adidas or nike launches some a new model this year or next year or in five years from now, that will become the retro of the future generations of sneakerheads. Yeah, but it's something we don't know either, because like, how long, how much, how long Converse's have been around and they still as hot as they were, like they're hotter than the way before, even though we, we, we make them cleaner and the, the shape is better and they, they might be wider than they were, they, they were before, we're still racking them the same the same way that they, that we used to rack them, like people used to rack them back then. So there might be some styles that are timeless, and there might be some styles that become obsolete, like the air their air units and stuff like that. They, they might be some stuff that improves the the way we walk, but there might be some stuff that stay here forever because it lasts. You know. I'm just thinking about how how people 50 years from now will feel about these models and what they will think because I mean, obviously everything changes. We never know if there's going to be new brands emerging that will 
become an Adidas or will become a Nike or will become a Converse. Obviously, it's very difficult now. All these brands, like these dominant brands that we have now, most of them emerged around the same time. Obviously, now it's a lot more difficult to break into the space and become a global brand, especially in the sneaker space, because all the brands that we have now, like we're all so used to them. And there's such big like giants in the space that I think that these brands will stay and maintain their their status until 50, 100 years from now. What I'm saying is that for them yeah, to I think be I... relevant, they have to continue to to innovate and to impress their customers because not everyone is going to want the same the same things every single time. Yeah, I think in order for a new brand to emerge and kind of like go toe to toe with Adidas and Nike, for them they will have to really innovate in terms of footwear like the same way Tesla did in the cars, you know, like they really have to change the their perspective on footwear for just to be able to damage the, the 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 market share that Nike and Adidas have. They have to really have a unique outlook on footwear for people to pay attention to them. They, they won't be able to do it with the retros and the old looking sneakers. For somebody to come and compete, they really have to switch their perspective up. But well, thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope this episode made you think of all the circles and nostalgia and the retros that happen in fashion constantly. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Take care, y'all.